live at LV Ballpark for Rebels Baseball. It's Cofield and Company. Rebound taken down by Parsons. That'll do it for the first time in NCAA history. Not only are the San Diego State Aztecs going to the Elite Eight, but the Mountain West will be represented in the Elite Eight. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, 5 o'clock hours here on the road. Cofield and Company LV Ballpark is the site. Willie Ramirez is alongside. James helping out as well with the setup. Thanks to Jim Gemma and UNLV for pulling us together late in the game. By the way, it always sounds like uh, we do everything last minute. We don't. I just like to say it's late in the game, but... Uh, you know, when you ask favors of people, it's nice to say thank you. So thank you to everyone on both sides for putting the show together. Also, Jed at Lotus. And Ari's got a lot of heavy lifting to do today as well. So, Willie, we got a bunch of headlines coming out of the NFL owners' meetings in Phoenix. A little more Lamar Jackson. So, yeah, we'll get to a little, little bit of Lamar and some of the rumors around L. Jacks in a couple of minutes. Sammy just brought up a story. Sam Paniotto was with us a couple minutes ago, uh, gambling expert out of Boston, and he brought up the uh, the FAU story when it comes to the transfer portal. And he went glass overflowing saying that, hey, if Florida Atlantic wants, with their you know five or six experienced guys who can come back next year, maybe they can actually afford through NIL. That's a very rich school. Which, by the way, we're expecting to talk to Caratop, who actually went – you're a legendary comedian here in Vegas. It's a private school, huh? He went to went to Florida Atlantic, so he's going to tell us about what's going on in Boca Raton, which is a very rich area yep. in Florida. Um, as we pointed out a bunch of times, the woe is me for the smaller schools is not always accurate. There are a lot of small schools in communities that people don't know about where it's like, oh, no, no, no. You know, when people talk about North Dakota State, like I don't think they realize how much freaking money there is in North Dakota. And... It's no coincidence as to why North Dakota State seems to have Division One talent on the FCS level, right? Oh, I wonder how that happens. So there's money in pockets all over this country, and I, I wouldn't just assume that after this Final Four, if FAU bows out and doesn't win the national title, that the whole team is going to leave. Who knows what they can throw together money-wise? And, yeah, if they can't, that kind of sucks. But if they can... Again, that kind of lends to our discussion yesterday that college basketball has the potential to actually get more balanced and have more of the country involved at the highest level. Well, okay, if they were to lose players because they can't afford them anymore and they sort of get pillaged, they're still going to be able to afford what they were afforded this year, which means they can still bring in that same level of talent and caliber of play. Does that make sense? If these guys have risen to different levels that Florida Atlantic doesn't want to pay, so okay, so we're going to go to the Blue Bloods that can pay or whichever schools. Doesn't mean the Florida Atlantic's run out of money. They're just going to be able to afford what they were afforded this year, which got them to the Final Four. So let's get into the owners' meetings and uh, some of the rumors, some of the stories, some of the discussions that are happening down in Phoenix. First of all, Mark Davis has kind of been limited in who he's been speaking to, but I know he did at least a couple of interviews, and Davis had some comments on Derek Carr. 
Derek did a hell of a job. But throughout the process, he went through six different coaches, so he never had a consistency to the head coaching part of the thing, nor to his coordinator part. But he gave us everything he had for nine years. The only consistency for the last 11 years has been me in this organization, so the buck stops with me. So he, he's somewhat owning it, right? I think that if you're going to look at anybody that has failed, obviously it's me putting leadership together and putting a team on the field. I like so, that. How many owners do that? Not a lot. <laughs> Almost none and, of them. And, and when I sent it over, I said, ah, so it's Mark Davis's fault because who did he send out to fire himself in front of the media? Jack Del Rio. Brought in John Gruden. That was out of his control. Brought in Rich Passaccia to take over. But you're not good enough, so we're going to move on. And on and on and on before Jack Del Rio. So if you're putting it off on the inconsistency of coaching, Derek Carr's failures, that falls on Mark Davis because you're not giving your coach a long enough time to establish himself. Is it the impatience? What else I want to know is, off of that, how long does Josh McDaniels have? What does that mean for Josh McDaniels? You're owning the fact that you have put Derek Carr through the ringer of having six different coaches, and the only consistency for the last 11 years has been him. Well, that tells us that McDaniels could possibly be, in my eyes, the hot seat. Just to go back on Carr and the changes, to be fair, it wasn't their choice on any front to have John Gruden removed. No, that's what I said. That was out of control. Yeah, that, that, that part was out of right. control. So I, I think Mark Davis is being unusually hard on himself. But, again, how many owners actually take blame? Right. I think he started with Den- – right, his first head coach was Dennis Allen. Yeah. Then an interim was Sperano. Then Del Rio. Then Gruden, Basaccia, and McDaniels. And we've got a ton of owners – who won't even make themselves available for comment, right? Or speak once a year. So I do appreciate Mark Davis. Yeah, and he's... And, and uh, I mean, I, I've said a million times, I think they're all millionaires, billionaires. He's as close emotionally to the average fan as you're going to find with owners. And I will give it to Mark Davis to this respect. He may not... You know, there have been times where, where, where we're called into the facility for interviews or press conferences real quick. We say, well, is Davis going to speak, you know, in this situation, should he be speaking? But I will say this. I have been covering this team since it got here. And so I'm still, we're all still young on this beat. You know, Ed Graney, Adam Hill, the RJ guys, they've been back and forth when they were, when it announced that they were coming, but they were still up in Oakland. But we're not Paul Gutierrez. We're not Vic Tafer. We're not these long running guys you know what? Mark Davis has returned my text messages and called. Mark Davis has made himself readily available and never said no at an Aces game. He's always been approachable at that courtside seat or in the back tunnel. He doesn't have security around him, a bunch of henchmen? No, he does. He's got his bodyguards. Okay. He's like he's had Marcel Reese <laughs> walking with him. But you know what? Did they also know... They've been either they've been told or they just know that you know we're not out to hurt anybody. We want a question, and if Mark wants to say no, he'll say no. But Mark Davis has been readily available and been cordial. Yeah. He may he's may had his his words or a little bit of disdain here or there, but he's never backed down or backed away from an interview. I've always found NFL owners to be incredibly off putting, and I don't think they realize how ridiculous they look. I'll give you a good example when we were at Radio Row in Phoenix. Someone comes over and they've got like this whole contingent around them and you know a couple of guys like guarding them and 
they sit down with a Dallas station in front of us, and uh, Norm Hitchkiss is a veteran radio guy, and he's got a lot of good connections over the years around the National Football League. I'm guessing in this case he was pretty close or at least had a good relationship with this fellow's dad. So it turned out it was Clark Hunt, who's the owner of the Chiefs, and I was like, my God, can we dial it down a little bit? And the reason a lot of the owners drive me nuts is, and this kind of goes back to the whole billionaire welfare, like, you realize that uh, whether it's a radio person or TV person or just your average fan, you have asked us for help in almost every market. Relax with the you're the president of the United States treatment when you walk around. You know, those are people. Shake some hands, kiss some babies, be nice. Uh, you know, we understand money wise, you're a zillion levels beyond us, but you can also be relatable like Mark Davis is. I wonder if those are the type of people that have something to hide and are worried about that you're going to add, you're going to get yeah. it, you're going to warm up, ask him a couple of softballs, and all of a sudden hit him with a yeah. zinger. Well, Dan Snyder ain't making himself available. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. We know. Well, he he don't have anything to hide. That's all out in the open. No, that is all <laughs> so, in the open. I saw a great angle today on Lamar Jackson. So now we've been now we have another shift in the Lamar Jackson story. I think for the Ravens, are like this doesn't make any difference to us. We weren't planning on moving him, regardless, but. Lamar Jackson uh, asked for a trade back on March 2nd. It finally went public yesterday because he put it out publicly. And a big part of the narrative, like Colin Cowherd did a really good job on this, and he's done a good job on talking about Lamar Jackson and his demands and how it's sort of it's sort of phony. And as Cowherd describes it, you can hear him over on Fox Sports Las Vegas, our partner station, just because the business across the street made a real bad deal and overpaid an employee doesn't mean you get the same thing. Like, we're a, if you're talking like the Ravens, we're a good company. The Browns are a bad company. So if they want to be jabronis and blow up the salary system, let them do that. We're not doing, we're not going to do the same thing. Right. Right. We're, we do what we do, and we were good before you got here, and we'll probably be good after. Now, the flip side of that is when you're the employee and you have an incredibly uh, strong Stance, I believe he has a strong stance, right? I believe someone will trade something for him. It may not be two first-round picks. But Coward's point is built around Deshaun Watson got a ridiculous deal. And now that's what Lamar Jackson's expectations are. I love this one from Dick Sherman. Richard Sherman says that, you know, it's not Watson who screwed up this whole thing. You know who screwed it up? Patrick Mahomes. Because his case is Mahomes... The best guy in football at the position took a crap deal that has all these escalators in it but can be renegotiated and didn't get, like, the guy who should have gotten a fully guaranteed contract is Patrick Mahomes. And guess who he had over the barrel? Don't be nice. You would have helped yourself. Brittany, we're all concerned about Brittany Mahomes. You could have helped yourself first and foremost and your family by getting the fully guaranteed money. And what would the Chiefs have done? They're going to walk? Then walk. Because guess what? There might be some hesitation on Lamar Jackson giving him you know, $240 million guaranteed. How many teams would step up and go, um, Patrick, you want, what, $350 million guaranteed? Okay, we'll fully guarantee it. Patrick would be a Raider. So, so he, and in some ways, he screwed this whole thing up by, in a way, being so flexible and taking a hometown discount. He didn't have to do that. It's an interesting take. It is. From, because- by the way, from a player. Right. From a former player. Which means that there are probably other players around the league uh, and out of the league who are like, Patrick, what, what are you what, doing? what'd you do here? Yeah, yeah. Because now you've opened the door 
to allow the te- other teams to look at that end, not the high end. And in, it, it, it's an interesting take, it is, but I think you're talking about a unique individual in Lamar Jackson in where he has his talent and his legs to stand on in terms of you know, what he wants and his demands. I don't think that he's going to – well – I don't know. I, I I don't know if there's a team out there that's going to pay him the Deshaun Watson money and and where that standard has been set, but uh, I do think that he deserves a, a a decent payday. I don't think that the I don't think that the I don't think that it's fair that the teams, um, if they look in the direction of what Mahomes did and think that they can lowball right. this guy, it doesn't make sense. There's there's no doubt in my mind uh, it, that I'm not going to call it collusion. But has there been discussion amongst owners since Deshaun Watson signed the fully guaranteed deal, fully guaranteed deal, where they're they're talking to each other and they're like, "All right, the Browns really screwed this thing up. We got to get this back in line." And almost like, "Listen, we've had these guys over a barrel, and this is the owners talking about the players. The players are dumb enough to accept this system with a franchise tag, which essentially gives us their rights for seven years. And outside of quarterbacks." Who has a shelf life of seven years? Not many. Positions, right? Wide receivers, maybe. Maybe, you know, the freaking Iron Man offensive tackle. Yeah. But they've already got the system where they've got him over the barrel. The Browns then jacked it up by basically circumventing it and because they were so desperate for a quarterback because most players won't go to Cleveland that are like, hey, we got to overpay for it. And I really believe behind the scenes the owners are like, everyone stand tough. I saw Clarence Hill who works for, um, I think it's the Dallas Morning News. Yeah. And... I believe so. Clarence was saying, wait a second. The Atlanta Falcons and the Washington Commanders are openly saying, in each case, no, we're going with Desmond Ritter. And in the Commanders' case, you know, we're good with Sam Howell or Jacoby Brissett. Again, as you're sitting there looking at him, you're like, wait, are you serious? Are you trolling us? No, no, we're good. We don't have an interest in Lamar Jackson. Doesn't that seem weird to you? It does seem weird. It does it, for, like, for what, any like, team. Wait, what? For any team to say that they do not have an interest in Lamar Jackson? Absolutely. See, outside of maybe four teams, maybe leading the Chiefs, you know, um, the Chargers, the Bengals, the Bills. I think that you can argue every uh, uh, most other teams, but I mean. So for 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 teams to say, uh, no, you know what? Uh, Jacob, we'll, we'll stick with Jacoby Brissett. And it's no knock against Jacoby Brissett, but we're talking about Lamar Jackson. It's absurd. It's totally absurd. You're you're admitting you want to be mired in uh, mediocrity, mediocrity and to, yeah. to bank on freaking Sam Howell. Come on, yeah. Do you ever want to win again? Who know, you know at this point, who knows what the Commanders are doing and what Dan Snyder's doing. We're out here at the ballpark. UNLV's taking on Arizona State. 6 o'clock start. Gates are open. You can grab your tickets at the windows here or get it ahead of time at Ticketmaster.com. Tickets start at 25 bucks. Really big week on the way. We're glad to be out here on the road. We're going to be in H-Town covering the Final Four on uh, Westwood One's Radio Row. And all that coverage is brought to you by our friends at Paul Law and also Finley Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow and the 215. And you can check them out online at SubaruOfLasVegas.com. Cofield and Company is live on the road in Houston for the 2023 College Basketball Semifinals. Presented by Paul Law. it's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. Hanging at the 
LV Ballpark. It's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. So what do you think, Willie, with the draft coming up, NFL draft at the end of April? we got to be getting close to the Jets and Packers just ending this nonsense. And I don't mean ending it permanently. I mean just forging a deal, right? I, I we're would, talking about it every day. I can't see the Packers waiting past the NFL draft and not getting to use these picks right. that they could get in a trade with the Jets in this draft on a team that is kind of a team of now, but also a team of the future. Sounds weird because they have a lot of guys who are a team of now, but they could use more help for Jordan Love. I think that the once Aaron Rodgers said what he wanted to do and revealed it on the McAfee show that – it, um, there was initial talks. I'm just, I'm just speculating. Initial talks, and I think that they're, I think the owners are down there, and I think things are being hashed out. The GMs, everybody's talking about it right now in Phoenix. I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if we hear something at the end of the week. I'm not saying it's sh- we should or it will, but it just wouldn't shock me if this is the week that we start hearing some finalization, some numbers, some speculation as to what's going to take place and if it gets locked up, only because they're all there. There's no phone calls. There's no email. They're together. Hey, let's get some dinner. Let's get this thing done. Let's, you know, what are we doing? Stock. Come on. Because you're right. Yeah. I mean, what are they waiting? What what no, what good more. does it serve to wait past that when the Packers need those picks? The other part of it is you trade them. The Jets are really good. You get a first next year. Could be the 23rd pick in the draft. It's not bad. It's not bad. You know, but And the same thing goes for the second. Any second you get this year is going to have a lot more value than a second next year because you would assume with Rodgers they're going to improve, you know, hopefully two, three wins, push nine or ten wins minimum. Right. The other interesting thing that's coming out of – uh, and the owners' meetings are great for football chatter, and it's just the, the NFL's brilliant because we're just doing this like 11 and a half months a year now, talking about the National Football League. While so many people out there are always talking about the way Lamar Jackson plays is risky and he gets hurt, there are very few addressing what Sean McDermott said today and on this show because we have some Josh Allen detractors. Um, I think we're also pretty objective aside from Adam Hill on this. He did not play well in big spots in the end of the year, and a lot of it was he wasn't healthy. He got beat up. Sean McDermott says Josh Allen, who, by the way, signed a deal worth $258 million. Teams didn't have trouble you know, forking over the money there. It's not all guaranteed, but six-year, 258 in 2021. He said that Josh Allen needs to adjust his style of play. He said, I don't think that's a healthy way to play quarterback in this league. It's really undefeated that things are going to happen when you play that style. Like, you are going to get hurt. When you play that style, that brand of football, and so we've got to get that adjusted. Uh, It's never going to go away completely. Ooh. But it has to get where it's workable. I mean, that's, that's pretty harsh criticism of a guy that people think is a, you know, borderline superstar in this league, and his coach is like, gotta stop. And then the other thing is kind of that in-between game. So he wants to run and get in jeopardy. He also loves flashing the big arm. 
but he won't use the things that are set up in front of him. At least at the end of last season, he would not dump down. He would not take the short pass. So this sounds like for a situation that everyone thought, hey, you know, these guys are going to be one of the kings of the AFC, they got some fixing to do in the offseason. And also remember, Brian Dable ain't there anymore. And a lot of people say Dable was the one who kind of could get through to Josh Allen, keep him in check, and have him play smart. Yeah, I mean, when you stand six foot five, two hundred and forty pounds, you know, and you come from a rugged program like uh, Wyoming in the Mountain West, right? Especially in the winter, you know, you're a sideline guy. You don't want to go to Laramie in November and December, right? You don't want to go with UNLV. So, I mean, this is a dude who was taking advantage of his size in college, and he became used to playing with. Mm, controlled reckless abandon is that is that fair um in college problem is in the nfl <laughs> you're gonna get med he- heads up those guys aren't gonna they, they, they're not intimidated there's not one team that's intimidated not even the worst team in football they're gonna stick you and they're gonna try to hurt you legally with clean legal hits but they're gonna layer the lay the boom and that's what he's trying to say look we get it you're a big boy. You come in used to it. And that's where he's saying it's never going to go completely away, but it has to be where it's workable because it's in his ne- it's in his genetic code to play with controlled, reckless abandon as a big quarterback. Okay, I can't throw it. I'm going to mo- go on the move, and I'm going to lower my shoulder, and I'm going to put a hurt on you because, see, most six foot five, 240 football players are linebackers, tight ends, big boys, not quarterbacks. So... He figures, okay, let's just meet in the alley. Problem is, is that he's 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 a target, and when he's one man and being met and targeted by eleven guys on one play, that's what that's the point that's trying to get across. And I get it, I get it. McDermott is worried that it's not a healthy way to play quarterback. Period, and and that's a blanket statement. I don't think that's a healthy way to play quarterback in general across the board. It's not. So it's a correct statement. Or maybe I missed the whole thing. Maybe this was the Bills also dropping out of the Lamar Jackson trade rumors. I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Even he's like, yeah, we wouldn't trade for him either. You don't need to. Well, we wouldn't. Yeah. No, he's talking about his guy, Josh Allen. If you love the Vegas Golden Knights and you love Willie Ramirez, oh my God. Oh, you just we it. got it going on. We got it going on. SG Bar 215 in Flamingo on Thursday. Watch party. Golden Knights going up against the Sharks on the road. Specials on pitchers of Coors Light, Miller Light, and Blue Moon. Jack Daniels specials. They got a Reuben special. Who doesn't love a Reuben, right? Uh, all at SG Bar 215 and Flamingo. Puck drops at 730. Willie's going to be there with uh, tickets to a future Vegas Golden Knights game. And a giveaway chance will be there. Vegas Vivas will be there. Willie, again, is going to be there from 6 to 8, 6 to 8, 6 to 8. Puck drops at 7.30, so uh, mark it down. That's the spot to watch the game on Thursday. It's SG Bar at 2.15 and Flamingo with ESPN Las Vegas and Willie Ramirez. Cofield and Company is broadcasting live at the 2023 NCAA semifinals this Thursday and Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. Brought to you by Fidley Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow in the 215 and online at SubaruofLasVegas.com. Now, back to Cofield and Company, live at LV Ballpark on ESPN Las Vegas. So I was just mentioning that uh, Willie's got a big appearance at a big VGK 
viewing party this Thursday at SG Flamingo in 215, you also have hunted down the information about the Golden Knights tickets that we are giving away. Yeah, April 6th, the Los Angeles Kings will be in town against the Golden Knights. Right now, the, the uh, top two teams in the Pacific Division, Jonathan Quick's old team. So it should be a good game. Could Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen by then? A few games in between for both teams. It could be a battle for for uh, for first place in the Pacific Division. So make sure you come out. Vegas Vivas are going to be there. Chance, the mascot, me, pictures, photo opportunities. I am going over to City National Arena tomorrow, and I'm going to get a bunch of prizes. So I'm getting some giveaways for everybody. It's going to be a good time. Thursday night, SG Bar, 6 to 8 p.m. By the way, did you see the uh, incident with JT Real Muto? I couldn't believe it. He got tossed from a spring training game because there was miscommunication on who was going to throw a ball out to the pitcher. And the ump got pissed off because he pulled his glove away? Yeah, because earlier in the game, earlier in the game he put his glove back for it and the ump threw it to the pitcher. So he never even handed yeah. it to him. So he was worried that, well, maybe he's not there. So he, so he moved his glove as he went to hand him the ball. The ball drops. He thought that he showed him up, and he threw him out. But even if he did, like, why are we so freaking amped up? For, it's, a, it's a spring training game, too. <laughs> right. We're tossing guys out? Ridiculous. I mean, you know what? It, it makes for, you know what? Something tells me it makes for a good prop. In a comedy routine, somebody to show up and ump. We need somebody that can do. I'll props. do it. I'll do it. There it is. Do you have any umpire material, Carrot Top? <laughs> How are you guys? We're good. Yeah, good. We're good. Can you uh, can you recall material from like twenty five years ago? Oh do you my remember god! Everything? Yeah, you, you probably well, have no, done plenty no, of baseball oh, bits. Yeah, no, I have. Yeah, I can recall. And we we have new ones as well. We have new jokes about the size of the baseball. Uh, uh, Bases. The bases, the big pizza box. Pizza, pizza box. We've got, uh, hell, I could steal second. They're like, you know, 50 by 50. We've got yeah. uh, jokes about the speed of the, the game. I've got one over the. the you, 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 you do? You really yeah. do? Oh, yeah. Look at how current you are. I'm on top of it. I've uh, I've got a, yeah, a baseball bat that you, so you can, it, it takes away from them grabbing themselves to a dead that's already in the game. They can go ahead and just go ahead, you know. Nice. I've got a lot of them. Got a lot. Yeah, now, last time I saw you, it was a couple months ago at, at T-Mobile. Yes. And we chatted it up we in did. the elevator a little bit. Oh, is right? No, you tight. I didn't know that. You didn't we, tell me this. You're we, springing this on me here. Oh, we we we, we somewhat go way back. We, we go okay. back. I used to actually work with with a with a former member of Carrot Top's family. Your your former stepfather. Yeah. Yes. Caden. Caden. That's Kate. right. Yes. So I uh, think he still owes you money, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. No. Because <laughs> he, he owes me money. Yeah, so he, he must owe you money. Well, I think I think it's for different reasons. Yeah, I think he probably. owes. He, you know, I book some bets of his. He owes <laughs> yeah. you money from loans. And between the interest alone, we could retire. Uh I want to know if you have Golden Knights and hockey props. Yes, we do. Well, we have one that, uh, well, we have a whole bunch of them. But there's one that I thought was particularly, uh, took a lot of engineering. It was kind of cool looking. It was because no one liked the gold helmets. Yeah. So I love the gold helmets, right? Because it's, that's what I am. It's shiny and gold and thing. So I made a gold helmet. I said, just on top of it just being a gold helmet, they should have like lights and sirens on it too. So I made this whole Golden Knights hockey game with all these sirens and lights. It looks like a, a police beacon, but oh. like ten of them. Nice. Yeah, it's great. No, it killed. But the crowd doesn't like the gold helmets. But it's a great. It was a, kind of a callback joke to my uh, hat for cops on bikes to wear, so they felt like a real cop because they had a, the sirens. You know. I got you. Because otherwise, you're just on a bike and you're like pull over, but like you see the siren. <laughs> 
I'm a cop. So we are speaking. I'm doing props on the radio, by the way. Yes, you are. We, yes, he's, and, he, and if you were in person, I'm a pro. If you if you had listened to us earlier in the show and got your asses down here to the Las Vegas ballpark, you could see him doing these props right here. Beautiful uh, ballpark, isn't it? I'm not making. I just told Jeff when I walked in. This is the first time I've been in this uh, ballpark, and I've and I've been here. It's been since it's been open. I never. I've never been. It's well, gorgeous. Well, look at that. Yeah, Coffee Company brought you out here, and you're wearing your... I'm wearing my Florida Atlantic University. A fan of mine gave me this the other night. And there's a carrot on it. It's got a carrot on it. And uh, when I went to... F- no one gave a rat's ass about Florida Atlantic. They still don't. <laughs> I mean, they really don't. I mean, it's like they have to make a deal about it because it's, yeah. it's a big deal. Final I mean, four. The final four. But as, you know, I can't rip on my team too much uh, because they are in the final four, but... I said that's not in the show. I said that's because no one else is in it. When did you go to there? What years were you? I went to in uh, 85. 85. Okay, so you were there well before Howard Schnellenberger. Oh, oh. oh, well before there was a stadium or anything. No, no, seriously. All my, all my, all my, my classrooms were in trailers in dirt. Yeah. Portable. We used to call it Find Another University. That was what we called it. Yeah. <laughs> Boca? I'm, just make, I'm just making friends at my school. Right? Boca Raton. The mouth Wait, of the rat. Yes. Wait, what? That's what it's referred to. Wow, Bo- it couldn't be Boca any further. Boca is the mouth of the rat. It yes. couldn't be any further from that. It's like a, it's a. Isn't it a beautiful, like rich not, ass city? It's unreal. It's the most. It's the highest city per capita wealth, and then you have the lowest of uh, lowest of, of college broke kids, all in one town. It's great. It's like Beverly Hills. Like you know, it's like that. It's like you go to you go through Berkeley, and then you go through the college, and you're like, so you have kids like on skateboards and eating beans. And you have like valley parking at Publix. Yeah. Nice. Have you been to Berkeley? I've been to Berkeley. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's not lying. Yeah. No, I've no. been there. I've been so there. Last though, year was the first time I went. A, I was yeah. like, holy crap, this place is it's such unique. A, it's such a unique, you know, and we had a beach, though. I mean, it was beautiful. You could go surfing in the morning or you could go to class, you know. I we went. used to go annually to Berkeley in the early 2000s. Um, for a uh, because Cal Berkeley is well known for its Taekwondo program, and they hosted the Cal Berkeley Open. So I would take my son up there. But it was funny because the scent around Berkeley was like the scent in every parking garage yeah. in Las Vegas in 2023. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. So it's just the entire city smells like a uh, dispensary. Yeah, it does. It does now. Yeah. No matter where you go, it's just it's weed. Yeah, it's weed. Carrot tops with us. So yes, um, with us. what's going on with the show? Getting ready to head down there now. Yeah, okay. it's been great. Yeah, great. Fun. We had uh, we had Donald Trump at the show the other I night. I was shocked. Wow. The most controversial thing Carrot Top's ever crazy, done. crazy. Okay, folks. <laughs> no, it was funny. This guy's great. He came. He, I awesome. saw him on Instagram, and I said, you gotta, you got to come on stage and do this with me. So we did a whole Trump off. And it was really funny because I, I can't yeah. do As you can see, I can't, yeah. I can't do well, Trump. everyone tries. Try. But he comes out, and he's like, Okay, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, this guy's really good. Like, he's really, really good. And it, it just makes it funny. No matter what he says is, is Trump, it's funny. So tonight we're going to add some more. Uh, we're going to do Donald Trump. as I figured it out. Donald Trump's move, you know, the, the hand thing yeah. is really uh, Pee Wee Herman. So it's the same thing. It's the same. He stole that. Same thing. Wait, i got to ask about. I'm going to get controversial here. Did you see the stuff last week with the Luxor? And the college basketball team? Did you miss this whole yes, thing? Yes, I did. I, I mean, mean, I had to. I'm mean, involved are, in all the meetings. And, <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> did you see what happened? I didn't see what happened. So, I heard there was a team that came through well, that they said it was unacceptable for them to stay in the room. UConn checked in. and That could and, be a and, Tuesday. I know. UConn checked in, and I guess they hadn't cleaned the rooms. And uh, 
A little bit of a bad rap. They haven't cleaned my dressing room since I've been there. That's 18 years. <laughs> I've been there 18 years. They've never once vacuumed. Well, because one of the players, well, well, one of the players said there was there was a big trunk with a bunch of props. In it. So I was like, wait find a minute, some, I know that for that game show, <laughs> something you might find at the Luxor. A vacuum? <laughs> no, no vacuum. Damn it. Um, let me cleaning rack? <laughs> no cleaning rack. Well, I thought we were treading on uh, dangerous territory, but no, no. Countertops right in on it. Um, Time to mock on the Luxor. It's funny. As an, as, an old, as an old school <laughs> I'll, Vegas I'll guy, I'll get heat for it later. But uh, yeah. no, you as an old school you Vegas guy that I've been here since a long time, since the Lounge Acts, I remember oh, yeah. the original singing impression is Bob Anderson and yeah. the late great Danny Gans, yeah. um, Gordy Brown. They would go see Bob. Who do you go and see and get inspired by? For I mean, you have your own unique stick with the props and everything. But are, is there anyone you like to go see to inspire you? Those guys that just went by. <laughs> um, you could hear the hum in it. No, I I liked uh, Cookie Jar. Oh yeah. And I'm not sure if Cookie Jar still performs, but Cookie Jar was brilliant. Yes. I mean, brilliant ahead of his. T- he was like, wow. You go see Cookie Jar. Explain to like, people why he was brilliant, because we well, know we know who he is, and I agree okay. with you. Well, very because, underexposed. Because it was just that. It was just what the f. Yeah. So you sit there and you're like, anything goes, and 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 nobody cares. And no, like, no, is anyone watching the casino? Is anyone? <laughs> It's just uh, Cookie Jar, yeah. Where did you see him? Everywhere. He okay. played. He was. A, he was a staple. I mean, he would yeah. play. He would play at all the uh, at all the when <laughs> we go see him at all. When when I first got here, he and we actually do stuff now at the same property at Silver Sevens. It's called now. But I yeah, went yeah, to the Continental, yeah. and it was like up in the back, and there was like boxes and storage stuff. And then this guy with a karaoke <laughs> machine, and he's telling jokes about Philly and his sports bets, and then just like. Into five songs. Really? That was that Cookie real? Jar? Cookie Jar? Yeah. Yeah. First time I That's saw him, awesome. probably 96 or 97. That's awesome. And then he landed outside at the, uh, the what is it, Carnival Court. And he was out there. Same thing. They had this unbelievable yeah. s- the sound system and a, a yeah. DJ booth, and he's up there with a karaoke machine yeah, and a speaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So the big thing that you and I have in common, I brought you some gifts today, by the way. Oh. Let me shoot. We've got to be careful. It's not, it's not IG. Uh, you love to lift. I do, yeah. I remember when you when you first got into lifting. You know how you, you they, this is when it came from? Yeah. All my hate mail. All my hate mail. <laughs> you lift all yeah. my hate I, re- I remember the stories that you told of how you got into it. My son dropped out of college the second semester of his freshman year, and he said, Pops, I got a five-year plan, and five years later he opened his own private facility. Oh, well. He wanted me to tell you. I told him he, I told him you were coming on today, so he sent me with some apparel for you. Oh, very From nice. our gym. And and a, and a card, and he said, whenever you want to come, because it's pri- it's when I say it's one hundred percent private, it's set oh, up for very, a, very, to be a private very, facility. Very, very it's nice. down by the strip. Very yeah, do you nice. work so out privately? Or do you work out like amongst the well, peons. The, the gym I go to is really private. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not it's not considered a private gym, but there's no one there. That's that sounds like the perfect. I don't gym. think I don't think that I don't think it's even open. I think there's no one. <laughs> yeah, I should probably check and see. Is this place open? But no, there's no well, one. You're very connected. You know, they've got UFC's got like their oh, one of their secret yeah, gyms. The kilo, I'm sure you've been in there. Kilo Club, very nice. No, no, we're talking about lifting right now. No, lifting just weights. Yes. Yeah, 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 not, yeah, not kilos. No, no, kilos with the name of the oh, gym. Oh, okay, yeah. The name of the gym is called oh, Kilo. Really? Ah, the name of the gym is called Kilo. I, in fact, I did. You can't probably tell. So that's tell. powerlifting. Probably can't tell what this came from there. That's powerlifting. Yeah. Kilos. Yeah, have, but we, I don't powerlift. I don't powerlift. No? I just, um, yeah, I just cables. I do yeah. cables. <laughs> I'm like, the, cables I'm there. the wimpiest guy in there. I'm like doing cables. Smoking a cigarette, doing cables. You're like Walter Matthau. Walter in, 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 in the Walter bad Matthau. God, I love Walter Matthau. Seriously, who doesn't love Walter Matthau? Go back and watch a Grumpy Old Man. That's a great movie. We're dating ourselves now. <laughs> yeah. the, part of the audience is like Walter. I, who? Walter Matthau. Yeah, but you know what? The, the young kids have to go back and watch him. Yes. 
Well, it, it, there takes a, it's an appreciation for whatever craft you are. It takes an appreciation not to watch who you want to be from right now, right. but where so they got it from be, and where right, they got right, it from. They, right, sure. Yeah. I would, I would love to be Walter Mouth, though. Great By the way, we have you on after something bad happens to you. The, the, last, the last two appearances, and it was the same bad thing that happened. Um, the significant other, as I call her, my lady friend, yeah. who you're familiar with, said, did you go to San Fran again? Oh, right. Are you serious on this? Yeah. <laughs> last time we had Carrot Top yeah. on... I was like, man, oh, I feel so God, bad. Your car got broken into. Well, this and then time, she tells me the other day, she's time, like, he went back, and guess what happened? This time's a little better ending. Okay. The first time was not a good ending. They just smashed and grabbed and took everything. Everything. My best Everything that was good. Everything, folks. Good things. Not bad things. By the way, <laughs> the, the guy working the board back at Lotus is I'm like, I'm so sorry. You're breaking, you're breaking the dump machine. These were not good people. Um, yeah, though I had, uh, yeah, horrible, horrible. And passport, everything, not everything you could possibly think of. And then this time around, we, I didn't, I, I specifically did not rent a car. And then I did rent a car because I, you have to, you can't Uber everywhere. So I went down to this little parking structure and parked and they, 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 yeah, they, 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 yeah, but I got it back. What, what night are you, is, is the show dark? Here they come again. It's it's cookie jar and the and the cans. Live radio. We're used to it. Yeah, we're used to it. Uh, they timed it out just right. Oh, they figured every, oh, every time. find a find a good moment where he's yeah. doing really well and then right. roll roll through. I'm cu- I'm curious if you because I have a show tonight every night but t- uh, Sunday. Oh, uh, so you could well no I was gonna say because the game Saturday so you couldn't even go watch your alma mater. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna videotape it or whatever they call that. As young kids say, I'm gonna DVR it. Well, I still use a Betamax, <laughs> so don't worry about it. I'm gonna Betamax it. Got it. VCR. Yeah. You had a program the VCR. Yeah. I'm gonna Betamax it, VCR it, and uh, yeah, but I'm very excited to see. Uh, I'm I'm really excited to see. And I just found out like ten minutes ago that the coach for FAU follows me. I did not know that he was a f- fan. You're pretty big. So he's. Uh, he's oh, following. I was like, hey, he had a custom hat made. And I made I'm like, it. wait, he made yeah, it. With well, his I cast, didn't. I had the hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had the shirt. I need the hat. I didn't have the hat, so I made another. Hat. By the way, were you just were you shopping today? You didn't no, have to I'm, come out here to see us. No, it was very nice. I've been doing a lot. I, listen, I'm, I'm very important. Okay, I know. A lot that's of, what I lot figured. Of, I'm, I, I kept doing a lot saying of stuff. our Booker Ari. I was like, wait, no, he's we gonna come doing, out. Uh, we were doing a lot of stuff for the FAU, giving him a lot of my alma mater, my love. So we've been talking to a lot of folks and people and. Some video no footage that they're going to run. No one even knew I was went to FAU till now. <laughs> That's kind of cool. So, you, so there'll be some maybe like some video footage on Saturday for the pregame. Maybe. Maybe they should have. They should. They should. Maybe you, you may you might have to incorporate an owl into the act. I might. I might. I should put an owl somehow in there. Wait. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> when I, wheels are spinning. Like, He's yeah. like, nah. There's nothing really funny about <laughs> owls. Yeah. <laughs> owls aren't really that tough, no, are they? Like, yeah. We're gonna. Are, are, are you, you're playing it out right now. Yeah. Let's see if he comes up with something. Live but radio. I'm very proud of my uh, my alma mater, and I'm very proud of the uh, the, the effort they've done. You know? Did you do stand up down there? Yeah, that's where I started. Really? Very first time I went on stage was at Florida Atlantic University at the uh, Rat Skeller. And uh, the same building, the same structure still there, and the same exact exact how it was left. And uh, it's pretty cool. But yeah, so 
I love I love I love FAU for a few reasons. One, I I got into comedy there. I would maybe not have gotten to comedy if I went on to Florida or FSU or one of those schools I wanted to go to. Wait, what does that mean? Well, it was just in- inevitable. Like it worked out. Like I I yeah. went to FAU and then I got into comedy. Like I don't think I was would have gotten into comedy if I went to another school. I wasn't really just happened to be a uh, a comedy club that was near oh, town, nice. and I started following comedy clubs. And they had this little room, and they said, you can go up there and do whatever you want. And I picked on the school and parking and whatever you do as a young comic. Tell old jokes, you know, proctologist jokes, you know, those ones. <laughs> Guy goes to proctologist, he says, where do, you, where do I put my pants? He's next to mine. You know, those kind of jokes, just bam, da bam. <laughs> and so, uh, and you do those, and people laugh, and then you come off, and they're like, oh, you're pretty funny. And so, when you watch the old school, old school guys, is is where's Rickles on your list? Oh, Rickles is number one. Absolutely. Rickles and uh, Richard Pryor, Richard, uh, um, George Carlin, top three. Uh, right there, with and you. I got to do a movie with Don Rickles, so I it was it was like a weird, full circle kind of thing. Um, Dennis the Menace. Okay. And it was Betty White, Dennis the uh. Betty White, Carrot Top, Don Rickles. I mean, who booked this, right? So I'm I'm on I'm on it right. <laughs> I get to d- get to have makeup on with Betty White and Don Rickles, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, they're editing again. They're editing. They're editing. The, the, the dumb button. We're not live, right? His head, his we're not ex- live. His we're head not, is exploding. We're not live, right? We're not live, right? We're not live. We are. We are. Oh damn it! Yeah. Uh, he's literally like he's like child. He's like that's it. That's it. But, that, but I didn't do it, folks. The bad people yeah. did. Yeah. That was it. That was it. But it was cool doing that. It was. It was literally every morning. I would drive on a, on a, on the four or five to the movie set, and on the way to the movie, I mean, for a month, I would I would have this cool thing in the car, like six o'clock more. Like I'm going to meet Don Rickles on a movie set and Betty White. And then years later, I said to Betty White, I said, "Do you remember doing a movie with me?" And she goes, "We were in a movie together." And I said, "You don't remember?" <laughs> she goes, "No, I'm so sorry." And then Rickles is even better. You think you can't top that? So I see Don Rickles. And I mean, I'm talking a month before he died. Watch it, please. And I said, Don, it's Carrot Top. And he goes, yeah, I, I see you. I, I said, do you remember being in a movie with me? And he said, I've tried to forget everything you and I have ever done. <laughs> like that quickly. Just off the cuff. And I said, okay. And he's seriously. And I said, I hope not, but you're, you've already bothered me. Please go away. It was, it was, it was so great. Classic Don. It was so great, Don Rickles. Yeah. yeah. The, the, my, I... I I became habitual in putting on Rickles Carson, but now the new thing is the dinner with Don Rickles where he has somebody oh, come and sit with great, him. Great. The younger crowd, Anna Kendrick, Jimmy Kimmel, the, the younger crowd, they, and they have dinner with him, and they talk to him, and he just bombs oh, them the whole dinner. It's so great. Yeah. So great. Classic. All right, got to check that out. It's cool. Well, it's we cool. appreciate you coming out. That was nice. Appreciate nice. you having me out. Yeah, I uh, and congrats I, to your yeah, owls. I, this is very thank cool. You the owls. A little school yeah. pride. Why not? This is the first time I've seen the the yeah. ballpark. You got to come out and watch a game. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And uh, yeah, if you're if anyone's bored and has nothing to do, we're at the Lux or every night except Sundays. It's an awesome show. And I told oh, you last time you. the the changes over the years. Have you gone to see a show? Not to make you feel guilty, but I really. have. I, it's been a while, but I have gone to see. Uh, yeah. I was but, at the, but top now the, the, the music, theater scene. James. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we could have been three no, for three. No, but the music. Would have been the, three I, I complimented three. you last time on the music. The music is awesome, and it's it just. It's just the ongoing. show just, oh, thank just you. Yeah, yeah, flies thank by. You. It's powerful. You know, yeah, something always going on. There's never. It's it's flies by for some. Ask my crew that. No, it goes right. It feels like it went by so fast. You liars. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, Scott, we appreciate it. Thank you for and, having and seriously, me on. Good luck to the Owls, and thanks for coming out to the set. I hope you really recorded this. We didn't just f around, right? You really recorded Uh-oh. this, right? Okay. Oh, okay. yeah, we got it. <laughs> we got it. That was almost. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you off before I say something. So we appreciate it. I was gonna say that was almost a record for. Uh, oh no, for, for curse for words. That. Almost. Wait, did I win or lose? No, 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 no. no we're well. I can tell you in two minutes when we close out. All right. Last thing I'll say. Great people. Okay. Okay. It was nerve wracking. Wow, that was scary. That was real scary. We got two minutes left, Willie. Oh. Well. I can kill two minutes. We, Come on. Okay. We got to keep it clean Five. from here, though. I will. Five four you wow. can't say on television. Yeah. Oh no. No, that's it. That's it. You know, I made, he, you know, I made the, you know, he I made literally gave me the prayer the sign. sign. I made the sign. You can't tell, but I made I, it. I, 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 <laughs> and the worst thing is it's not even FAU colors. I don't know if this is like not even close. Virginia. I yeah. don't know what color this is. It's like should be a Michael Vick hat. I don't know, but, you know. So game coming up, 605 first pitch, Ticketmaster.com. Oh, yeah. 25 bucks. Uh, that's where the tickets start. Arizona State's a legendary program nationally. And uh, UNLV's trying to kind of get things going. They had a great year last year and tough scheduling this year. So trying to get it together in the Mountain West Conference. And want to remind people again, Willie, big star, while Carrot Top is going to be at Luxor, Willie on Thursday. Willie, you want to give a pop to what you're doing at uh, SG Bar? Yeah, come on up to SG Bar, West Flamingo 215, the Vegas Vivas, Chance the Mascot, myself, and my partner in crime, James, across from me. And when the two of us get together, anything can happen. I got VGK prizes to give away. We got tickets for the upcoming Golden Knights-Kings game on April 6th. It could be for the Pacific Division title. So come on out, have some good time. $11 Coors Light Pitchers, $13 Blue Moon Pitchers, and that corned beef Reuben stacked. You're going to feel like you're at Katz's in New York. Let's go. That's pretty impressive. I don't think you had anything in front of you. You just did that off the that top of your head. That was pretty amazing. I was, I was watching it. Well, like, what the hell's know, going on here? You know, see, Smooth. So, you're really, a pro. It's easy when you are you know do your job well. I, I cheated the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're a pro. It's easy when you do your job well. Now I'm waiting for my merch. You think he brought me merch? I did bring you. Oh, you did. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you guys, give it to. Him. I want to see what you what you got. Him, a couple muscle shirts. Look like sweatshirts over there. Oh, you got me a whole bunch of stuff. My God. All right, UNLV is coming up. Christmas game in early. just a little bit. By the way, if you're not coming out to the park, you can watch a game on the Silver State Sports and Entertainment Network. Ari, we appreciate it. Thank you very much, James, on the scene here. Thank you to the LV Ballpark and UNLV for putting the show together uh, very late in the game. Cool. Thank you as well. And our guest, Lindy LaRock, was on earlier. We had uh, Stan Stolte on earlier and also former Runner Rebel Jordan McCabe. We will see you tomorrow, a Wednesday. Wait, you didn't mention me. And, I was on. And thanks to Carrot Top. Jesus. We were very, ah, we're very afraid. I'm right Carrot here, Top. for All God's right. sake.